Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Hello, ladies and germs. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Dilltown Ball. I'm Johnny. I'm Spencer. Here on Dilltown Ball, we go on Wikipedia. We click random article. And we talk about it. Yeah, we do. Johnny. Yes. I have a very wonderful iTunes review from a very wonderful listener. Okay. Here it is. It's a five-star review. I'm ready. It's from our good our good friend, E. Winty. <laughs> and their their uh, title is, Laugh So Hard People Will Worry. Okay. And here's a, here's a little story they're telling us. The world is- They're a- not that funny. <laughs> I'm worried that you're laughing so hard. <laughs> The world is a better place with these two good boys in it. Some days, my coworkers will check on me because I'll be laughing so hard they confuse it with crying. <laughs> <laughs> that's very. That's very. That's very. That's very funny and kind. I, I like that. I think that's a pretty accurate. Like, like when you listen to us, you can't tell if you're laughing or crying. Yeah, you know, make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, this. You know, I'm looking at the calendar here. Yeah, this episode will come out on. October twenty second. If okay. I if I may, plug my own show. I hope you will. Uh, tonight, the twenty the night of the twenty second wow. at seven p.m. Central Time, and next Tuesday, uh, October 29th at seven p.m. Central Time, I will be doing a live stream uh, Ouija board with some of my good friends on uh, Twitch on the One Shot Twitch. So that's twitch.tv slash One Shot RPG. Um. O N E one shot RPG. Yes, you can remember it because it also says one's hot RPG. <laughs> um, and it's it's very fun. We did one last week or two weeks ago. When you're listening to this, yeah, just had a few friends tell some spooky stories. Cool. We tried to uh, channel those ghosts. Yeah. You can still watch that on the Twitch as well. We talked to uh, the Furnace Man. What the Furnace Man? I'll I'll tell you about it after. Oh, the Furnace Man. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. Oh, uh, so it was, it was scary. It was a good time. We had the some Furnace Man. We had some laughs. We had some. Is that the scariest thing I've heard this week? It was. Let me let me sweeten it for you. Yeah. How can you? It was the person who told the story of the Furnace Man, Jason. We met. Ah, uh, Jason. We met has the best stories. He does. He's and this no, one he's nothing but stories. This one you did can not. Hear- you can hear Jason. We met tell some stories on on my other podcast. Let sleeping dogs lie. He's useless at the game show, but he's great for telling stories. Yeah, and he'll he'll be the first one to admit it. I my favorite thing about when he's on that show is everyone is just waiting for him to say, "Can I tell a story?" Everyone like <laughs> like the audience will like break into applause when they're like, "Yeah, he did. It. He said the thing." <laughs> did I tell you once? He he told me he was like, he, he, he was like after a show he was on, he came up to me and he was like. You know, I don't really listen to ninety percent of what you say. I just wait for you to finish and read the question. <laughs> that doesn't surprise <laughs> me at all. Whatever. Um, you want to get an article? I'd love an article. Okay. Do you want to get it, or <laughs> you want to make yourself useful? <laughs> Ooh, okay. The student short story. Okay. The student is a short story by Anton Chekhov, first published oh, of, on of the gun mm-hmm, of the gun fame, 
First published on April 16th, 1894 in the newspaper 1894. Ruski Vedomosti tells the story of a clerical student returning home on a cold Good Friday evening who stops at a fire and meets two <gasps> widows. The furnace man. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> He recounts to them the canonical gospel story of the denial of Peter, and upon finishing, notes that the two women are deeply moved, leading him to conclude that all history is connected through truth and beauty. Hmm. At four pages, the student is one of Chekhov's shortest stories and was the one he identified as his favorite among his own works. Critics have disagreed about whether the protagonist's point of view at the end of the story coincides with Chekhov's perspective. Critics have disagreed whether the story is good or not. (laughs) Other critical interpretation has focused on the symmetrical structure of the student, as well as the significance of the language used both to tell the story of the denial of Peter and to tell the story as a whole. The student has been praised by critics for its compactness and beauty. I don't know about this so much. Kind of wild that his story is just someone telling another story. That's exactly what I was going to say. That's exactly what I was going to say. You guys know the Bible? You know the new Bible sound you've been looking for? Well, listen to this. I ran into two women at a fire and yeah. told them about a young moisture farmer. <laughs> yeah, I'm a planet with two sons farthest from the Galactic Center. I don't know that's, about this Chekhov guy. challenging. Huh? It is only four pages, so I Which could, I do like. I could read it. Well, the thing about it being four pages is it's like... That's one page per denial plus <laughs> half a page for intro, half a page per... <laughs> Um, you know, I make some some some. Well, I was gonna say good. Let's not let's not qualify it. But I make some references to the Bible and, mm-hmm. and Christian stuff. Um, you know, with, with some regularity and sure. you know improv shows or my game show, let's sleep in dogs lie on arcade audio. And it doesn't. They don't. They don't tend to get the reactions I expect. And I think that's because uh, most people don't really know Bible stuff. We're a godless country. We're a godless country, and I'd like to change that. Starting mm-hmm. with this episode of our podcast. I just finished. Guys, you know I'm reading the Bible. I do know this. I haven't. I haven't even gotten to the New Testament, so that that's amazing. That so was that was pulled from from deep down. Yeah, off the top of the dumb, the three denials of uh, Peter, um, coming this fall. Just finished Jeremiah. Yeah, and he was a bullfrog. bullfrog? Okay. Yeah, uh, it was long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, real long. What uh, was he talking about? Was he getting up to nothing? Is he even a prophet? Is he just a guy? I don't know. Here's the thing. Most of these stories, it's so dry and it's like the same thing over and over again. Yeah, I guess it's got to be right. Stay on message. It's it's like honestly like hard to follow because it's just so there's there's barely a narrative. (laughs) You know, a guy kind of talking about like whatever. Yeah, it's wild. Hmm. It was about like wars and bullshit. Okay. I wonder if they could do a better job. Like maybe someone could come in and like, you know, punch the Bible up a little bit. So I'm the version that I'm reading is the Christian standard Bible, uh-huh. which I, we, I spoke to our, our friend Patrick Bodenhausen right. and I was like, which, which long time Christian first time caller. Yeah. Which version should I read? Yeah. Cause in your head, you go to King James. King James is the one the, I grew up with. It's the flowery yeah. language and everything. These and those. And he was like, you should read the, this, this is the one you should read because it's the best combination of like historical Translation uh-huh. and like modern ease of readability. Okay. Well, and it's still, and even still, it's like a little dry, you say. It's extremely dry. Hmm. I need an extreme teen Bible. I wonder if the extreme Which teen is real. Bible is good or not. Is, um, I think it's just like those, those books where it's like No Fear Shakespeare, and on one side it's like the Shakespeare, and then on the other side it's like, All right, dudes. Hey, bro. <laughs> Your house and my, your family right. and my family are exactly alike. <laughs> when he says star-crossed, he means, uh, yeah, I don't even, what's a cool hip word for star-crossed? 
<laughs> I don't know either. Um, Benny Hanad. Uh, I don't. I don't think that's a thing. Have you been to a Benihana, by the way? No, but I have been to a, uh, the the chain in Florida that I frequented uh-huh. is Kobe. Kobe. And I loved it. And honestly, I'm going to Florida a week from today. Man. And I'm kind of thinking like, do you want to get some Kobe? I would there? die to have it. What's like a teppanyaki? It's not a teppanyaki. It's um, um, hibachi. Hibachi. Man. Anyway, I went to Benihana. It's pretty good. Is, like, well, is there one here? Yeah, it's uh, it's like next to the you know what do we call it the, the macaroni grill or whatever the cheesecake factory. So, uh, cheesecake factory is not bad. So that's the thing about all these like chain restaurants. It's like there's I, a reason. I fucking love chain restaurants. You yeah. know what I really love about chain restaurants? What? They're consistent. I could go to a Panera Bread yeah. here. I could go to a Panera Bread in California. I could go to a St. Louis Bread Co. in sure. St. Louis. Sure, it's all going to taste the fucking same. Yep. That's why every every single you'll never catch me eating a meal that's not from McDonald's. Every breakfast, lunch, dinner, fourth meal. That's a, that's controversial, but I get my that fourth meal from McDonald's. So we have done sort of family dinners with our group of friends. We yeah. went we went to Olive Garden. We did. We got to have one. We went to a, a Rainforest Cafe. Do we go to Benihana? Fuck yeah, we go to Benihana. It's a little pricey. It is, but, but it's good. Where do you think? See, here's here's the thing. That's challenging for me. Yeah. I don't want to go to one in the city. I want to go to the suburbs. <laughs> okay. You know? So okay. we need to find like a, a, a Benihana in the suburbs, which right. I don't think would be hard. It probably is not hard. There's got to be one. But it that's part of the charm of it uh-huh. is oh, finding the... Getting out of the city. Just getting away from it all for a second yeah. to finally get out of the city and into a Benihana in the suburbs. Even if it's just an Olive Garden, literally... You ever read that story, the old uh, city mouse uh, suburb Benihana mouse? Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a, a fun little story. Um, man, what's Wh- the what's the chainiest chain restaurant that there is in America? And I'm not talking like McDonald's or anything like that. Like, is it? It's like a Chili's or an Applebee's. Yeah, it's got to be right. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well that was easy. Um, there goes that. Man, Chili's is so fucking good. Uh, Chili's is is Chili's my favorite restaurant. Chili's is extremely good. It kind of has it all. It it has the it has the the boneless buffalo wings. It has the the Presidente margaritas. Oh, the margaritas are good. The margaritas are very good. It's got crazy sloppy Jack Daniels burgers. I think is the the full name. It's got sizzling fajitas. I don't know what else you could want. Free refills. Mm, uh, baby back ribs. My friend. <laughs> How about you? Want to top that off with a, a brownie skillet? Uh, I'd prefer like a molten chocolate cake, <laughs> my dude. Um, yeah, Chili's is really good. Is Chili's the best restaurant? Pound for pound, is Chili's the best restaurant? What's the best restaurant you've ever eaten? I've I've been to a, a very nice steakhouse. Okay, and I guess that probably I've got. A, I mean, my 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 friend Taylor, he's a, he's a big big time chef man, and he has taken me some to some places. Yeah, BTCM, BTCM on campus. He's taken me to to Longman and Eagle, which is a, a nice place. He's taken me to you know, I don't know. I'll show, I I could just rattle off a few restaurants, but it's not going to be fun to listen to. Sure, but some good ones. Some and it's always like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing here, and I he has to order for me. Mm. And he'll say just crazy shit, and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever. Um, the baby will have chicken tendies. <laughs> That's yeah, exactly. And like he'll even like it'll the thing will come out, whatever it is, and there's like components to it, and so he'll like assemble it for me. It's just shy of him scooping it up like an airplane and putting it in my mouth. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. a little baby. It's just shy of that. 
it's very useful to have a friend like him. That's great. Yeah. Um, so I recommend hanging out with him probably if you want to go to a, a good steakhouse. Okay. We'll, we'll see if he's free. We went to we went to a place and they had it was like a 90, 90 day aged steak. And after we were done, he was just like, "Hey, can we like take a look at the kitchen?" And they're like, "Fuck yeah!" And like, <laughs> like and like they showed us like the cr- the crazy like walking cooler with like the Himalayan salt and shit. And it was all like that rules. They they had a uh, they had a, a side of beef or, or whatever the fuck that was just like it had been there since the restaurant opened in like nineteen ninety eight, just like aging on the shelf. And he was like, "Dude, that's gnarly." Is that I I think it's fine. I'm not trying to eat it, but. How does aging meat work? I, I think it's just, it takes the moisture out of it, I think is what the deal is. And, and then it's fine. And why is that good, you ask? Nobody likes wet meat. You don't want to have a wet meat. Smell you later. <laughs> Oh, no, no. Okay, I apologize. I apologize. It ran from 1998 to 1999. One season, 65 episodes. 65 episodes. How you, how you pull that one off? What the fuck? Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at arcadeaudio.net.